Let's talk about the music media network broadcast loud and proud on Live 365 with visuals provided by StreamYard. Here's the disclaimer, because we have to. LTATM Media Network promotes independent music worldwide. Independent music includes, but is not limited to, unsigned artists, artists represented by independent labels, independent artists with distribution deals, artists working independent of professional production facilities, and artists with unique voices and visions. Reboot sequence activate. Rebooting theme song by Spider in the Hall. Rebooting host, Pixie Shells in 10, 9, activate. 8, Rebooting, let's talk about the music, is now complete. 3, 2, 1. Let's talk about down music, baby. I'm still going to hang up this thing, darn thing, darn it. <laughs> Alrighty, I am Shells, and I am the creator of Let's Talk About The Music and LTAT Media Network. Um, I want to introduce you guys, our, our co-host and our stand-in musician co-host. Uh, we got Paul from the UK. Okay, uh, Paul, tell us about you guys. About you, about you. Uh, well, I'm tell you about us guys. Well, I'm in the UK, and uh, we we used to be a major colonial power. Uh, prior to that, the first time, the last time that the island has been invaded was in 1066, after which we were invaded by the Romans. Uh, this might take a while. Do you have a drink? Yes. But anyway. All right, so he is the co-host, and he's also a producer and a comedy relief person at the same time, so, you know. I'm, I'm extraordinarily relieving. Yes. And James is supposed to send me a photo before we did the show, so you guys know he is not playing hooky. He is actually in Nashville talking to music musicians out there and the industry out there, so hopefully we'll bring him to the show. Come on, James doesn't work here. And so to stand in for him, we have Giselle, the big G herself, to stand in as our musician co-host to lead the way. So, Hola. <clears throat> so tell us about yourself, Jeez, in case no one in the world knows about you. Uh, that is such a broad question. I know. How um, big is the I'm G a mom and I've been G. performing my whole life. And I have identical triplets. That's compressed into like, yeah. Your little blurb <laughs> that you get when you say things about yourself. <laughs> All right. And I, I got asked about my entire country. <laughs> Well, you know, triplets is her own country. Come on now. If you ask me about okay. my country, it's like, well, you know, okay, so I'm from the U.S., right? But, like, my background is varied on a broad level, so I can't really give you good answers on that either. <laughs> <laughs> the questions get broader and broader as we go. I'll just end up with the question... What? Just, you have to be specific. <laughs> Why? Because you need to be specific in order to get a straight answer. I mean, you get a curve one, but she's giving you that already. How? Oh, gosh. Uh, Paul, okay. <laughs> All right. And once again, I am Shells. I am one of the founders of Let's Talk About the Music. 
And this is what the statement, this is what the, our open statement is all about for this show. All right. It's Let's Talk About the Music was created back in December 2015 for independent musicians all over the world to speak their mind openly about their music identity. Mainstream artists have a platform, but you as an independent artist don't have one. So this is what we, it's what we do. In the beginning, we were focused on mainly on musicians, but my co-founder and I decided to open up the show to everyone in the independent uh, independent musicians industry, such as band promoters, festivals, venues, promoters, belly dancers, and everyone in performing arts, including, uh, including comedians. We got one coming on the show soon. This is your platform, so let's have a conversation about what's important to you and this industry. The music baby all right you're gonna have a comedian on here like a proper comedian and they're gonna show me yes up funnier than me and i'll be here getting all self all self-righteous or what am i looking for self-conscious uh, about yeah my own I, self. I, yeah i i got billy campbell coming on the show in two weeks <laughs> oh wow i don't know who that is but i shall look oh up their, their we we don't have to do the show we don't have to do the show he'll you guys can just, we'll, I'll just be like, oh we'll just talk for a while and yeah, we'll crack jokes, jokes. <laughs> Billy crack jokes, and I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It's all I got. I'm going to get shown up by this professional comedian who's going to be funnier than me and tell better jokes. Yeah, Jan June 4th, we have our very first comedian coming on the show. So but Billy's awesome. He cracks me up. You guys are going to love Billy. Do you know Billy at all? I don't think so. Oh my god, yeah, she he is a well, funny you should definitely tune in then yeah. on the fourth yeah. of June. Fourth of June, yes. Yeah. I'll try. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. We have another guest. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Alrighty. So we have me and Gajel have a close friend of ours actually in the backstage right now. And she has a project called You're Not Alone. And she's an amazing musician, has a lot of things coming on for her. But since Maj uh, Giselle and I have, we know her, uh, Paul's going to interview her. So please welcome to the show, Kara Michelle. That's not your name right. I'm probably not. No, Kira Michelle. I Kira Michelle. See, I say everybody's name wrong. I'm pretty sure Gazelle is not Gazelle, it's by Giselle. You're but, the yeah. only one on the planet who gets to call me Gazelle. I'm letting you do that. Yes! Everybody else is Yes. <laughs> if anyone else attempts to do so, God help I'm them. special. I have a girlfriend of mine. Her name her real name is Josie. Uh, Joe. I call her Josie, and I'm the only one allowed to do so. Is that how nicknames happen? You just mispronounce yes. their name frequently yes. enough. I am famous of pronouncing people's names wrong or changing the names. We have a band called Spells and Curses on this show. And one of the season on the very first season with the original show, I called in Spells and Curses, Spells and Kisses. He loved it. He loved it. <laughs> so I'm famous for it. Anyway, so, so if you guys like are just a, a tribute act generator. If you guys are just tuning in to um, Let's Talk About the Music on YouTube or Twitter, please um, f either follow us or on uh, YouTube, subscribe to us, and you can be part of the chat room. Groovy? Awesome. All right, Paul, since we know her, go ahead and ask her any questions uh, all you can. Get to know her. Uh, well, I'm on the spot then. Interview questions. What do those look like? Let's uh, dogs or cats? 
Cats. Cats? How many is too many cats? That's not a valid question. It's, <laughs> there is no such thing as too many cats. You would bathe in a sea of cats. <laughs> I love it. I have a cat right here, and this is not enough right now. I think we can agree that one cat's is insufficient cats. One cat's? Yeah, that's the that's an inappropriate number of cats. One cat. Yeah, I said it. I said it wrong by accident. Oh. <laughs> we can dwell on it if you want. No, that's fine. We can do that. That's, no, a, that's not, a perfectly oh, okay no. thing to do. I'm not feeling weird about that at all. <laughs> Speaking oh as God. I am in my second language. <laughs> Which color is best color? Purple. Why purple? What what makes it better than everybody else's color? It's royal and sexy. Those royal are two very good things for a color to be. Uh, what <laughs> what have you been listening to this week, music-wise or whatever else-wise? I just got done listening to the Steve Miller Band CD, probably, you know, second time today. I don't think uh, I know Steve Miller. Steve Miller Band? You know, oh, well, a second. boyfriend, um, me and my boyfriend uh, actually don't really watch TV. And if we do, it's SpongeBob. I, I feel like if you're going to choose some TV, that is some mwah, chef's kiss TV. SpongeBob? Yeah. That's an understatement. SpongeBob is like, you could, you could make a religion out of that. Absolutely. It is a religion. It's a whole movement. <laughs> what, what are the Ten Commandments of SpongeBob? <clears throat> Of Sponge Church, I guess. Being ready. Make Being sure ready. Right? I love this question. This is great. Dost must al thou dost must always <laughs> be ready. Always hold out your pinky. That's number two. Make sure you like Krabby Patties. All right? Yeah, okay. You must okay. never reveal the recipe, of course. Shall I Shall I continue? I have... You, sh you shall. Make sure that your pineapple is not too ripe. Because you need to live in it for a while. Yeah, there's like a premium ripeness, uh, like scale that you need to you need to fall yeah. right in the middle of that. If you work for Mr. Krabs, you're screwed. Are you kidding me? Because like that is the best place to work in the world. How could you possibly want to be a fry cook at any other institution? How dare you? He's the worst boss you can ever have. Oh, I agree. SpongeBob doesn't. No, he loves it because of the Krabby Patties. So I guess uh, number five would be make sure you uh, come on, Kira, think, think, think. Don't hide the pickles under your tongue. No, that is the wrong place for pickles. Do you guys even understand what we're talking about right now? Nope. I never <laughs> watched Spongebob. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is exactly as weird as we're making it out to sound. Yeah, it's, it's literally things it. from episodes that I'm just like thinking, okay, let's just go ahead and change the subject. We have five commandments. By the end of the episode, I'm confident that we can fill in the other five. Uh, Kira, it's a pleasure to meet you. I don't know about this Miller band, but um, I'll, I'll have to look it up. What kind of music is it? It's like a how do I explain? Have you heard the Eagles? I have heard the Eagles. It's like that, except more 
I guess you would say country-ish, kind of. It's hard more to... Con more country-ish in terms of, like, more storytelling emphasis or more, like, the rhythms are different? The uh, guitar, like, the, the lead guitar tells a lot of story, like country songs do. Mm-hmm. That oh, sounds rad, man. Yeah. Are you, are you recommending it or are you just saying like, well, I gave it a listen and then it's fine. I'm recommending it a hundred percent. Sweet. Writing it down now. Steve Miller. <laughs> and then I will get on, on Twitter and be like, Steve. Be Steve a Miller. Mr. Okay. Mr. Steve. Mr. Steve. Mr. Steve. I don't, I, don't know, I don't even know if he's still alive or not. I mean, I, I don't feel like that's a real impediment to having a Twitter page anymore. I mean, not really. Anybody can have a Twitter page. I'm trying to promote um, this interview thing. I'm trying to get people to watch. That's why I'm looking down. Why don't you do some like music announcements or something while I like try to get people on here? Well, music actually, I'm, I, I, actually, what I want to do is actually get to know you, your music career, and all that stuff. So that's what you I'm hoping Paul will go towards. I have a music career. I think. I think so. I don't she know. I think a, you're doing pretty good lately. You're doing awesome. You have an amazing voice, an awesome voice, <laughs> and I just love hearing you sing. I love your impression of Michael Jackson. <laughs> you have a Michael Jackson impression? Not like... Would you please not do it on the show? Because that could get real bad. <laughs> Unless like you want to, in which case, tell me Paul, where to go. Paul needs yeah, there you go. I need to Paul what Paul needs a what? You need to hee-hee. That's what you need to do. <laughs> My reverse psychology worked. <laughs> it was my plan all along. <laughs> but you will find Shells that I am not so, laugh for a while. It's okay. You guys you will find that I am not so giggle. easy to hee hee out of the way. Any other dumb <laughs> questions? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, no, all the questions so far have been dumb. You're exactly correct. <laughs> and I, I think I could probably come up with more of them. Where did you get that hat and where do I get one? I don't even remember. I just You have an MTV hat that looks like it could reasonably be from 1994. I know that I got a hat that was like, well, I'll show you later. Anyway, never mind. Never mind. I'm going down a rabbit hole. I can't finish alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, finish that rabbit hole. That's what you do with those. <laughs> oh boy, really weird. Yeah, you finish that rabbit hole. You can do it. Don't I let don't your even dreams want to be dreams. About what that sounds like. I'm... It sounds like he's yelling at a rabbit hole. No, it's the. <laughs> oh, I guess you could take it that direction. I wasn't going that way, but if you want to go that way, we can. No, I like the way I'm going. This way. Nope. <laughs> like like half of all rock and roll songs. Out of Lisa. <laughs> uh, Lisa got we getting a reaction here. This is a giggling podcast now. All giggling all the time. Lisa is really a really freaking awesome person. I met her at church and once. And after that she has bought merch like crazy donated bought cds 
just like supportive on everything. It's like one of those people that I'm like, wow, she's a great person. She's in the Navy and she actually just got interviewed on my show called You're Not Alone, talked about her whole story. It was very, very touching and I'm not gonna share it on here, but you can go over there and listen. I have found your project. It is a really interesting project. What can you tell us about it? Oh, wow. Um, there you go. Well, I started the You're Not Alone group. Um, I was tired of the politics. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican anymore. I just want you to shut up about it. That's it. And like, I'm tired of the politics. I'm tired of the, the bullying. I'm tired of the bull crap. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to create a group myself where other people can come in and share their story. And I have the fucking authority, excuse my language, to kick them off if they're going to hurt other people. There you go. I'm sorry. I get really passionate about, like, that bullying. Yeah. Do, do me a huge favor and try not to swear because the show does get loaded to KGRG to play re-air tomorrow at 2 p.m. So now when I go in here, I have to bleep out that word. <laughs> Every remember every time you do it, a pixie gets her wings. Wait, oh. no, that's the opposite of Wait what happens. What's the opposite of getting your wings? No, no, you gotta donate a dollar. Donate, donate a, a dollar. dollar. He gets her wings. No, it's a dollar a word. Is getting your fins. Oh, I don't want fins. Right. So every time you swear, pixie gets a. It's a fin. All right. Tell us more about it because um, your topic is all about, um, well, you're not alone. So start telling us about this before we take our first break in about 15 minutes. Okay. Um, well, it's, like I said, it's just a, uh, an environment that I created for people to go in and like feel like they can be understood and listened to without judgment. And if people do judge by, you know, commenting and trying to cyber bully, they're out immediately. Cool. They're out yesterday. Like, you're not coming back in kind of deal. Awesome. Um, awesome. That's why, that's why it's a private group and not a public one. Because I, I just want to make it to where it's like, these people are sharing their stories and that should be private. Unless yeah. you're, unless you're going to make the, the, you know, unless you're going to make the, the decision um, to join knowing that you're going to get kicked out if you do anything that hurts somebody. So you're, you're moderating pretty aggressively then because you want to invite quite vulnerable conversations. Yes. What kind of conversations have you maybe been surprised at that are being brought up on the group? Man, rape, being molested. Um, and I know a lot of people that have gone through that kind of stuff and also feeling neglected. Um, just it's interesting to see how hurt people hurt people. So. Well, so I mean, it, it, what you're doing is you're taking an approach of trying to break the cycle in a more global manner by setting something up on Facebook and having a group that's a safe space. That's mm -hmm. like literally a, a, a safe space for people to go so that they can break the cycle. Absolutely. That's yeah. what I wanted to. I wanted to just make an environment for people like that. I get really passionate about bullying and that's why I accidentally, accidentally swore a couple minutes ago because, you know, my manager calls it my span away. <laughs> 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 like, 
dude, your Spanaway is coming out because like, you know, in Spanaway, there's a lot of, you know, reputation of fighting and, you know, and, and all of that kind of stuff, you know, because there's a lot of anger and alcohol and drugs that go around on Pac Ave and stuff like that. And, uh, and through Tacoma. So anyway, I, uh, you know, I have, I grew up with anger problems and, you know, when I get passionate about something, that's that those kinds of things slip out and stuff like that. But I'm not the only one, and I'm not scared to say that because guess what? If I say it and try, you know, hey guys, I have anger problems. You can't go and use it against me later because I don't care. Right. And I've been also open through about my mental issue as well. I mean, I finally got diagnosed about a year or two ago while I was on my break that I actually have borderline personality disorder. So I've been learning about that and um, talking to my therapist and talking to some friends of mine as well is that I actually grew up watching my mom behave a certain way. So me going to therapy, learning about it, I'm actually breaking my own cycle. Yeah. And you know what, Shelly? Yeah. It takes a lot. Because, hang on, I understand, and I'm not making this about me, what I'm saying is I realize what you're doing, because what it is, is you have to first sit and take the credibility that something's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong with you, you know what I mean? And then that there's something you need to fix. Right. And then you go out, and for you to go out and, like, search on ways to fix it and making those actual actionable steps to fix that problem shows that you're just struggling because struggling is being pulled between this way and that way. That's struggle. Settling is sitting in one spot, knowing that you, that there's something that you're battling with or not even battling something that's wrong with you or something, you know, that you have a weakness on or what, you know what I mean? And settling is sitting there being like, well, this is what I was given. So I'm going to sit here and do nothing. Well, I mean, I had to make some changes because one, I got tired of my co-founder, you know, floating the show because I had anxiety attack every time I start the show. Two, I started going homeless because my mental health was so freaking bad. I was like, okay, there is something wrong here. I got to fix this and I got to do this now because I'm tired of living this way. And that's what I did for two years. And put myself in college and I kept going so that way I can actually climb out of this whole thing that we got going on and that's what I did and I'm happy I'm a lot more happy person than I was three years ago six years ago ten years ago so you know if I, if I ordered this order to change anything you do got to say okay there's something wrong with you what can I do to fix it exactly that's the first step no exactly and you know what you're very very strong for that that takes a strong person you know and you know what I always say to people being down here we're all broken. People want to argue with me because they want to feel some kind of pride and make sure that people can look at them and think that they're right or whatever. They want attention. Here's the deal, bro. We're all broken. I don't give a crap who you are. You may be better than you were five years ago, but we're broken. We all are broken. And down here, it's evil and good, but there's a lot of battle between it. And we get stuck in it. You know what I mean? That is what it is down here. I tell people that a lot. So when people get stuck in it and they make decisions like you did, going to college, all of that crap, like not crap, but all of that awesome stuff that you're yeah, doing, yeah. you know, like, oh my gosh, Shelly, it takes a lot to like look out and, st- you know, picture this, you're in a, there's a bucket full of crabs, okay? 
crabs are trying to crawl out of the bucket. Okay. What if you're a crab that's trying to get out of the bucket? Like that's what you're trying to do. But what happens is all the other crabs make sure you don't because they're holding you back. But you are trying to crawl out of that bucket and it takes a lot. And that and seriously, that's a strong thing to do. And that's very inspiring. That's a, that's a unique um, utology. I never heard, heard that before. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Or like you're in the water with cement. Yeah. Our only hope as a human species is that the crabs never develop any sort of cohesive society. If they all work together, we're doomed. But if they were, they will get out of the bucket. Exactly. But if we're instead working together, we can all get out of the bucket together and stand <laughs> all the You're other. Right. Wow. Point. Working together, we can doom all of mankind. I yes, agree. Kelly is being the one that's trying to crawl out. And I know for a fact there's other people in your life that may be trying to hold you down. Everybody has that when you're trying to crawl out of the bucket. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Gazelle, you have anything you want to add to this conversation? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I, I was actually. So, I mean, I have this huge obsession over zombie movies and stuff. And so. Zombie. Um, <laughs> Like, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we every day something can happen that can hit you and um, zombie. No, I'm just kidding. Right. And like and you can get hit with something that messes with your spirit or makes it, you know, triggers your depression or your anxiety or whatever it does. Or maybe it's like an actual trauma event occurs, which can happen and you get kicked back and you're like starting over i can't tell you how many times like that's happened three times in the last six years in my life where i've had something hit me and i got injured really badly and i'm like starting back at grace basically ground zero or like you know buried in the dirt digging out kind of thing last car accident um and you know i think that's what life is and you just you have to be the one that's like, I'm moving forward and I'm going to keep going forward with it, whatever it is that I'm working on. I'm going to figure out how to do something else, come up with a new way, whatever, you know, that's what you have to do. If you don't, you end up not making it. You just drown in, in what's around you. <laughs> you right. drown in crabs. <laughs> She's crabs. <laughs> Do not succumb to the crabs. All righty. With that little break, with that, we'll take a small little break. It's going to be two seconds. It's going to be me uh, vocalizing what's going on. Like, I have to do these things because it makes me a time thing where I have to edit this out to put on KGRG for tomorrow. So give me a second. I'm just going to do this real quickly. I'm going to kick you guys all out for a moment. I'm going to talk to you guys about, or, or can I do this here? I'm learning this whole thing. So give me a second here. Can I do this here? <gasps> I don't have it loaded. Ah, keep talking, guys. I got to find it. Ah, keep, ah, talking. keep talking. Quick, quick. content, oh, no. content. <laughs> this is content now. Ah, ah. <laughs> Shut Please up, Paul. <laughs> so you and I have another interview coming up in the summer. I think oh, yeah, you're gonna be on the Broken Musician, right? You're not alone. I don't remember. I don't. I think it. I think it's the Broken Musician was the one. Okay. Actually, I have my thing right here. Yeah. 
I do have more questions about You Are Not Alone for after the break. It, it really does strike me as an excellent and, uh, and really worthy project, and uh, I'd love to talk more about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready now, I think. That's great, because that seems like a good place to put it. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. First things first, we want to thank Green River and KGRG for putting me into college. Um, if you guys want a career in radio or you want to restart your podcast, uh, please visit Green River uh, College and come sign up for KGRG classes. I will still be there for another year or two, so come check us out. I would not be able to be reboot my computer or reboot um, the talk show without these guys. Also, we want to thank King Keller, Ramshaw Records, and Papa Sash. They donated for two years while I was taking some time off. So if you guys want to help out and donate, there's a donate a tab on our website, lcatm.com. And we have a new thing called Buy Me Coffee. There's a thing there you can donate. And also you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We're not on Facebook. I mean, I'll link the YouTube link onto Facebook. We don't we do not do Facebook Live anymore because I just don't want to. Alrighty. And that is all I have to say. So, Paul, take it away. Yeah, thanks, sponsors. Man, those were some sponsors we just talked about. It's really nice to have people advertising on the show. We love you guys, and it's great. <laughs> That's your generic, we can throw in whatever advert we want now ahead of that for when this show is inevitably considered one of the greatest podcasts ever made. It is an awesome podcast. You and they're going to look back on this and be like, man, how did they perfect the form back then? I don't know. When the internet was new. When it was new. <laughs> it was new. I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. In the first several years of the internet. Several. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we in decade two? I don't know. Where's the decade three? I can't remember. Man, I confuse the 1850s and the 1820s all the time. I think future historians. <laughs> are going to be like, hey, this was probably like around then. Was that around the time when that virus hit? No, I mean the other one, not the 1918 one. The one about 100 years later. That's that conversation. Oh, good Lord almighty. We created a yeah. monster. Oh, uh... no, I was monstrous before. You just invited <laughs> me in like a vampire. You're not supposed to do that, by the way, unless you I want know. vampires, in which case I you know. should do that. All right, so we're back uh, talking about uh, Kara's, uh, Kara's, what, Miss Michelle. <laughs> Say Miss Michelle. That's what my family calls me. I okay. like Miss Michelle. Madam Michelle, yeah. Uh, you're not alone. And, Paul, you wanted to ask your questions about this, so go for it. Yeah. So the... So the the impetus behind this really was you wanted to create a space where people could talk without fear of the inevitable armies of trolls that Absolutely. infest every corner of wherever people are trying to speak sincerely about their about their experiences. How has that been working for you? How much of a challenge is the moderation? Not a challenge at all because the way it's structured, um, I have it so filtered that they have to go through all these steps in order to find out what the group is really about. And they have to make these solidified decisions throughout those steps. So if they don't want to be in there, they won't make the first step, which meaning I ask them questions. 
I make sure in the membership area, ask them those questions. I have welcoming posts that I make sure that they see every single person that comes in. And, you know, I don't have any problems, any with bullying at all. How big is the group right now, though? It's over 400 members. I've only had it for four weeks. See, so whoa, hang on. You've got 400 people and you've it's only a month old. Yes. That's really impressive. Congratulations. Thank you. So you, you must be really filling a need that people have. Yes, and marketing. Like I said, I'm very, very, very good at marketing. and I'm. Oh, yeah. We're going to say your brand name over and over right here. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. You are not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. You're not alone. The, the Facebook page that you can go it's to, possible. provided you're willing to answer 20 questions and interact with Kira a bunch, who's going to make absolutely certain that you're not a troll. No trolls allowed. Nope. Shrek, get out of here. Yeah, no, seriously. No, I was in um, like Seattle Musicians the last couple of days, and I'm, I was asking questions like, who in here are singers? Who in here are musicians? Um, who in here is trying to make like a, like, uh, who in here is just a local artist and who is trying to like actually grind to the top kind of deal because there's different kinds of artists, you know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with any of them. Some want to stay local, you know what I mean? And so um, I didn't know because there's videographers, there's photographers, there's freaking sound engineers, there's all of that stuff. And it's like, I got so, like, I got mostly about probably 85, 90% of people were okay, but like 10% were douchebags. Like, rude for no reason. Oh, why you gotta ask this in the group? Oh, look, it looks like she just wants to sell her stuff. Dude, do your freaking research. I'm trying to create an environment for positivity from people like you. And so they go and they freaking go through all my stuff on my Facebook and they laugh at all of it. And then they go in all these other groups. I had probably four of these people just in the last week and a half going and posting about me saying I'm trying to sell my crap in those groups. I'm like, what am I selling? What am I selling? So it's like, I want to create an environment like that. Or I want to create an environment where people like that are not allowed and I have full control over it. I'm not clear on why it would be a problem if you were selling stuff. I, the thing is, is people, the, what they do is this. They see someone post, they go and they profile stock. Everybody does it. They profile stock whoever that person is posting. If that post makes them curious, even if it's a negative thing or a positive thing. Okay. Everyone remembers how you make them feel, not what you do. They're going to go through there because of how I made them feel on that post, whether it's positive or negative. And the people who are negative will make sure that they go through and they freaking dehumanize every post that I have because it makes them feel good. It makes mm -hmm. them feel power because they're yeah. like, oh, this person's doing good. So maybe their fans will see that I'm a dick. You know I what I mean? There's a certain amount of the, the troll <laughs> mindset that I sort of get. But I also really don't get it. Doesn't really appeal to me at all to be like, ha, I got those people really angry at me. I enjoy people being angry at me. That's what I'm going to spend my Sunday afternoon doing. Getting online and being and just saying horrible stuff and laughing as people get reasonably angry at me. 
Well, I, I know for a fact in the past with me, people are thinking I want attention or when I have my flare-ups, oh, she just wants the attention. No, I'm trying to tell you something. Here, here listen you up. Try- listen to. Right. You want so, to listen to you. And hear what you're, what I'm saying, because I mean, after I get done, well, I'm actually, as I'm going in through my things, I want to teach or not really teach. I want to help other people get through it too. If I can get through all this stuff, you can too. You know, you are special in your own, your own specialty way. Well, I think, I think sometimes we, you know, we want to share stuff and we share it in the way that we share it. Yeah. And we share it in our own language, in our own words, in our own way. And not everybody, you know, I think the thing that happens is when people are in depressed or in a negative space, they look at what you share and they receive it in their way. They perceive it in their way. And whatever it is that's going on with them, they kind of lay that veil over the top of whatever you said. So you could say something like, Oh my gosh, I think your hair is absolutely beautiful today. Well, if they're feeling in a bad space about themselves and they've got whatever kind of negative whatever over you, they could hear a really sarcastic and rude, oh, I really like the way your hair looks today kind of thing when you said I really like the way your hair looks today like you were really honestly giving them a compliment and they switched it around because of their perspective of where they are and when we're dealing with talking on you know media like Facebook where they can just type it out not everybody reads what they type so like what they type comes out and they sent, they post it, and if they're not in the I'm going to check what I wrote kind of place, then they don't check it, and they type what they type, and then you get, like, hurt feelings. I mean, I know there's people who said stuff that they didn't mean. So I, I'm kind of in a place where I've gotten to where I'm like, if I don't feel like receiving the negativity, then I kind of just don't receive it. Like, it mm-hmm. just kind of floats out there for uh, whatever. It never gets to me. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't take it in because then I don't have to respond, <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. I think the, this whole forum, in a lot of ways, it's changed the way people bully because you can't, there's, like, a disconnect and then there's You're also, not a person. Right. You're not a person on social media. Yeah, and so you're not, they don't receive, they don't get the feedback, the emotional feedback that they would get if it was in person. And you don't get the feedback, and then miscommunication happens. And not that that there aren't people that honestly are out there trying to hurt everyone's feelings because there are. (laughs) Well, no, but you're right. So, you know, and, you know, you're exactly right because we can easily, depending on our mood, take it wrong, whatever they're saying. You know, because there's no emotion behind texting unless you send a whole whole bunch of emojis to make sure they know exactly what you're thinking and feeling. Right. Right. And I'm not an emoji person. I, I freaking talk to text because I don't like to just, you know, so I talk to text and it sounds like I'm a B-I-T-C-H most of the time. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I have so much love for you, but I'm so stern on 
not stern. Well, I guess I'm just so upfront about what I'm feeling in that moment all the time, every time, because I don't want to lie. You know, mm -hmm. even coming on here and getting passionate about the groups, you know, I feel a little bit regretful because I have like a an image I have to withhold. You know what I mean? Ow. But but it's like I cussed because I was passionate, and you know what? What I guess what I'm trying to say is those those emotional responses are kind of conditioned. They're conditioned responses that you have until you train yourself out of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. There's a lot of that that happens, especially on social media when it, you can just respond just like that. Mm -hmm. uh, Norm, now now I'm I'm actually seeing some some negative stuff. I go, I send positive things out to you. I send positive things out to you. I send love, light, and beautiful thing. Yes, I know you might be angry, but I'm still love you. <laughs> you know, I'm part and of so, a. Sorry, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was done. I'm part of a Facebook group uh, that's about podcasters supporting one another and being and sharing information and sort of generally talking shop, talking tech, talking numbers, audience retention, show types, that sort of thing. And uh, we sort of developed this thing of, oh, man, I just got my first troll. And immediately everyone will pile in and go, oh, man, that's a milestone. Congratulations. You got your first troll. <laughs> and there's guys on there going like, oh, man, like yesterday I got like 100 of them. I got the high score. And we start <laughs> turning it into like a game that we play. There are actually real vile people and you just don't talk about them. You just you block them. You don't ask questions. But most of the time, it's just people going like, yeah, I mean, I'd enjoy it more if like the sound were better. And I'm sitting there going like, I look forward to listening to your podcast. I'm sure <laughs> yours will sound great. Yes. <laughs> but you don't respond. No, I, mean, I used totally. To respond, and now we just count them and we put a little check mark on a thing and you go like, I think I hit like 120 this month. I think I hit 120 this month. Is that a high score? I think it might be a personal best. <laughs> I mean, I guess that is a really good way of looking at those kinds of people. And a lot if of you people have a group that'll do it together. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it can be, it can be fun. And it is like a, a one of those adages because we are performers and being performers, you put yourself in front of everyone and you exactly. are not going to have everyone loving you. That's also, not if, if you set your goal at everyone loving you, you will be very disappointed your entire life because that never ever ever happens it never happens because there's a certain percentage of people who have to hate you they it's because of where they fit in life so you cannot expect that instead you ex you hope to find the group that love you and they are loyal and they love you and that's how it is and then everybody else who doesn't love you is well they're supposed to exist so it's okay and you let them do their thing now part of the game though is you either choose to censor or you choose to let them show the world who they are and that's a risky game for you and for them because for you you know they could say whatever and it might cause problems for them, if you choose to let them show the world who they are, who they really are, then they got to deal with those consequences. Mm -hmm. So, How do you square that circle with uh, potentially quite vulnerable people on your group, though? Because I imagine if you just let people say their piece, especially if negative, and you're actively inviting vulnerable people to share this private group together, 
at a certain point, you can't allow that to continue, which is why your moderation is so aggressive. Is, am I am I putting words in your mouth, or is that approximately how you're thinking about it? I just definitely, basically, my mindset's this: if you're gonna, if there's any bullying at all, at all, you're out. There's no warning because mm. I warn you while you're joining, you're not an idiot. You're a grown at grown like grown adult. You know what Th I mean? Thank you for arresting that. That was yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. professionally done. <laughs> because golf it's clap, a safe space. Clap. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a safe space. So, like, it wouldn't be tolerated. Right. But, you know, I want to say that's a testament to the school system. Because when I was growing up, it was a different thing, you know. But my kids have grown up because they're 15. And they've been in an environment that doesn't allow bullying at school. Yeah. And it, it's strict yeah. and it's been that way at all three of their schools It's not tolerated. So like they were being bullied when they were sixth grade, there was some bullying that happened and I found out about it and I told the school and the school cracked down on it immediately, you know, good. And yeah, there were other kids that were involved in it and it was dealt with. Again, but, I'm really, really, really sorry for like, I have like a, bad habit of cussing when I get so passionate and mad. I don't, it's not in my everyday vocabulary at all. But oh, like, no, I, you, you misunderstand. We're thanking you for doing this correctly and being like, I, oh, I that know. guy is such a fun person. That's exactly. I have people watching right now and I'm, I'm just apologizing to everybody that's like, <laughs> there's like, I am perfectly okay with uh, all kinds yeah. of swearing, but I yeah. am very aware that every time I do it, I'm causing Shelly work. So she's sitting there going, Where the stop it. Yeah, yeah. now I had to listen to the show. Um, uh, when I was angry uh, a couple of years ago with things, well, Gazelle knows what, what happened two years ago. Anyway, I had another friend of mine told me, you know, what are you really, really angry about? Is it really towards him? Is it really towards something else? What are you really angry about? And I s decided to go get myself a Medicare, pedicure, massage, face wax, and thought about it and meditated. Ah, okay. Once you realize what you're angry about, I was about this certain person, think about it, breathe, meditate, and just let it go, you know? You, gotta, you, gotta, you have to like figure this out first of your own why you're really angry and if you come up come up with a positive direction great you know you get to learn from that situation you know what i mean it's easier yep. for some people to bully rather than compliment because those people who bully they, they like the sense of dominance rather than humbling themselves and lifting someone else up that's yeah that's I, i'd agree with that chat completely agree with that yeah I think I, it's I, not a terribly mature what, attitude, but I do agree it's common. That's my boyfriend. Oh, oh, hi. oh, yay. Hey, boyfriend. Oh, thank you for being active in the chat, sir. Much obliged. Yeah. If you guys are listening in at KGRGFM on Saturdays and listen to us right now, we are, are live on Twitter, Twitch, and uh, YouTube. Just search for LTAT Media Network. Or go to our website, lcatm.com, and come check us out. We're here live on Fridays and rebroadcasting on KGRG at 2 p.m. There you go. Continue on. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, in response to Kyle's other message there, people sometimes forget there's a human being with feelings behind the keyboards. Uh, yeah, there's a dear friend of mine who's a journalist, and one of the things she says is, the, when I have to doorstop someone to get a story, to get a whatever I need, I have a lot of luck by saying, hi, my name's Sarah. And immediately they have a name and a face and a person in front of them, not just uh, some... Uh, like a microphone thrust into their face yep. and a bunch of random questions. So she's found that a very useful tactic in her work. And I kind of wonder if, uh, if we're all trying to be tough journalists, cause that's what we're supposed to do on a public forum. And you realize then, well, this, this, this is not a news channel. Who are you talking to? Are you talking to a room full of your friends or to an audience of people? I think people right. forget that sometimes. You're not a pundit on TV who needs to destroy your opponent, which is sort of a toxic thing in any event. But when you're in a group of like friendly people, yeah. You guys are doing great. Love to set up real good conversation. Oh, thank you. Thank you, chat, for that wonderful. Thank you, Angelography. Oh, Angelo. I love her. Yes. I saw her earlier at Home De Office Depot. How does one graph an angel, I wonder? Very, very carefully. Very, very carefully. Tiny <laughs> measurements. I want you guys to know um, my boyfriend is actually going to be coming back in like five minutes. He has been gone for three weeks. So when he comes, I'm going to leave. Okay. For, so we got to continue reasons, with it. We'll fade to black. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll continue on our, our, our version of You're Not Alone. So continue with the conversation about the topic with you until you have to leave in about what? 15 minutes? Uh, many minutes. I'm just going to watch until this car gets here. Okay. You and the cat just sitting there watching traffic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So continue on. You're not alone. Uh, what else can we talk about this particular topic that we haven't covered yet? Uh, we oh, 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 no. We were talking about anxieties uh, in your group yesterday. So anxiety is awful. Anxiety can really make your whole entire head spin into something you couldn't even think about. So how do you guys deal with with, with anxiety? Uh, Anybody go first? Me. <laughs> I mean, you could be pointing at the disembodied voice, but well, nobody is. Anxiety, anxiety. So, yeah, there you go. You've learned how to put, like, yeah, the joke is yeah. the screen is weirdly mirrored on uh, Kira's end. So, there, uh, anxiety, there you go. Anxiety, anxiety. Uh, honestly, uh, I think that anxiety serves a purpose. Oh, it, how so? I think it serves a purpose. It is like a, a early warning system. It, it lets you know when a situation might be coming up that may require you to prepare or may require you to be vigilant or maybe you need to avoid it or something. I think anxiety really serves a purpose. Granted, it can get completely overblown and totally mess up your life and render you in a puddle in your room under a blanket freaking out. It can totally do that, but it serves a purpose and that, when you recognize that, you can look at, like, okay, what is it that I'm worried about? What is the real thing that I think is going to go wrong? And then 
once you answer the, that question, you can look at what you're going to do. So like Shelly, when you were going through all your stuff, part of your anxiety had to do with you knew what you wanted to do, but you were feeling dragged all over the way everywhere. And then you were getting overwhelmed and then you weren't sure what to do. And that circles back around to like more anxiety. It's like a, it's like a revolving ball that kind of builds, you know, it's like a snowball. Right. 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 Yeah. So like for me, if I'm feeling anxious, it's, uh, it's because I'm not doing something that I need to do. You know, I think the worst anxiety is when you've done everything and you're waiting for something to come back, then you can't, you're done. Like there's nothing left for you to do. That's when you like have to find coping skills. And that's when you like have to deepen, you know, some people do yoga, some people run, some people work out, some people write music, some people write books, some people like people do all kinds of stuff. Some people knit or sew or you know, my mom cleans the house, you know, <laughs> when she's anxious, the house is spotless. And that strikes we start... me as a separate thing to when it's a disorder, though. Are we talking about when it's a, a regular, man, I'm anxious about a thing that is happening, might be happening, or has happened? Or, well, hey, my brain's just decided that today I'm going to lie on the floor shaking for a couple hours. Anxiety can... What I'm saying is anxiety builds towards a disorder like a snowball yeah yeah oh, so I see when it's mean. under control you're not a mess it's a little tiny snowflake right and it's still there it's still there the things that you're anxious about are still there if it's something from past trauma it's still there if it's ptsd it's still there if it's related to being a mom if it's postpartum if it's body stuff if it's whatever if it's money if it's you know whatever it is it's still there it never disappears but if you let it build like a snowball then or it's a disorder it it's but it's not something that ever goes away and i don't think that anybody on the planet ever i don't think there's a person who doesn't have anxiety i think it's a normal part of being human the part you have to deal with is not letting it become this thing that you can't control. I see where that's, you're coming from. That's if my anything, feeling on it. If I mean, anything, I'm not a mental health person, but that's my feeling from being a person. It definitely is. Um, it can get out of control if you don't if you don't actively work on it. So you're right on that. Like if you realize what you're struggling with, what your problems are, what triggers you. You can do a little bit better on handling things. And, you know, maybe some people are better than others on handling it. Um, I don't know if anxiety is like this thing that just goes through someone's body or something. I don't know if it's like in the bloodstream, I don't, you know, anything like that. All I know is that I feel it, I tingle, and my arm goes numb sometimes. You know, but that could all just be part of the mind part of it. I don't know. To answer, um, Angelography says, do you feel it's more common in adults and what age range? I'm going to say that anxiety, in my opinion, is 
prevalent everywhere. It doesn't matter your age. So if you're an infant and you're don't have the connections with your mom that maybe you need or whatever, something is going on in your environment as an infant that you have you worried about eating, right? Then you can have anxiety at that age. So I don't think that it's specific. I think it, I don't think you can say this age range is going to develop an anxiety disorder. You see it everywhere. It's in child, you know, it's with kids. My kids have had episodes of anxiety at different times their entire lives. You know, they were triplets and when they were in their in my stomach when I was pregnant, if I forgot lunch and left it at home, the three of them would freak out until I went home and got the lunch. They were worried about me having food before they were even walking on this planet because they're connected to me and they know my feelings. So I don't think that that's like a, there's no age range who's going to develop anxiety. No, that's very specific to the person. It's an individual thing as to how you deal with it and, you know, what happens in your life. All that is very individual. Yeah, I can tell you right now that uh, looking back at my life, learning about my, my mental health, that I did have anxiety in high school. I had really bad anxiety in high school. And now that I'm learning more about, I'm able to um, adjust when it happens, try to stay off Facebook when it happens, <laughs> and just just meditate. I do have vitamins that I take to relax myself and just put myself to sleep. So... It you do find a way to manage it so it won't be overpowering, you know. So, well, you I have think, to, you have yeah, to, because if yeah. you, we know what happens if you don't, oh, yeah, 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 we're kind of skirting an issue. Yep, we're yes, not we gonna are. say it, but we know what happens yep. when we don't. Yep, yes, we do. Yep, so that's like a whole other story. Yeah, whole other story, completely different subject, and a probably different, whole different show. Yeah. All together. Yeah. <laughs> Do not open the bucket of crabs. <laughs> that box of crabs is staying closed. Yes, we, we'll put a lid on those on those crabs and, and then put they the crabs over this way. And this, or, we, or, or we can cook those crabs. They Ooh. have learned to work together. We must kill and then eat and maybe serve them with butter. Oh, my Ooh, butter okay, and garlic. So you guys can eat the crabs because I'm very allergic to seafood. Oh, no! Oh, no! Giselle <laughs> shall not eat the crabs. <laughs> All right. With that note, we got to take a, another little break. Same break. It's going to be that... It, it, it won't be that long. It's just going to be like me telling you stuff that you guys... I need to do, and then that's about it. And um, we'll, we'll come right back with You're Not Alone. So give me a moment to do this. Do that. Let me share the screen. And okay. We want to thank Papa Sash and Ramshaw Records for putting, uh, for keeping us going for the two years while I was taking time off. They did donate to us. They are honorary sponsors for the rest of their life. They get always get free stuff. When I get anything going, we are on YouTube and Twitch and Twitter. So if you want to be part of the show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, you can do that right here on YouTube or go to our website and subscribe. And also, we want to thank KGRG and Green River for putting me through college and everybody else 
who put in a scholarship for a recognition college scholarship for me for the past four years. I'm hoping to be done by next year. Knock on wood. So, all right, that's all I gotta say. We're done. Back to the show. All right. So we talked about anxiety. We talked about bullying. We talked about um, what else? We talked about postpartum, um, PTSD for a bit. Um, what else can we actually talk about that we haven't said anything yet? Well, oh, uh, I have found crabs. a source for a prevalent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we have to tell the crowd what we're laughing about. Oh. Go, someone, someone, read, well, someone read that. <laughs> well, uh, well, shoot, now I'm curious what the bucket of crabs are, considering you make it sound like a Pandora's box. You had to listen to the beginning of the show. <laughs> well, uh, if you've ever opened Pandora's box, I think you'll find crabs <laughs> inside the box. Oh, dear Lord. It's, All right. Uh, I will actually explain it briefly. It's um, okay. Kira had a a, a comparison of how people drag you down as crabs trying to all get out of the bucket as there's a whole bunch of crabs the rest of the crabs will try to bring you down so that they can get out of the bucket the joke is if they ever develop a group consciousness then we're doomed because the crabs <laughs> will take over all of humanity so the lesson <laughs> there is if we as humans get to work together and really develop a consciousness and help one another out you know, we can we can end all of humanity. We can do it, guys. That's wait, the goal. Wait, I don't know if that was actually. That's the, what like, we're supposed the, to do. Hold on, that's a second. our goal now. That's what the podcast is about. Because I was about to correct, correct you the there, humans. Paul. That's the no, that's no, the market I we're trying I, I to get into. The, I think that the answer was that if we all work together, we can prevail and we can conquer. It wasn't about killing off humanity. I, I have seen the, the crab with the knife. It is terrifying. <laughs> Whatever, I'm gonna send the zombie crabs over to you. <laughs> I think I can outrun a zombie anyway, but a zombie crab, I don't know. It's got so many legs. How fast does a crab move? Pretty fast, man. Pretty fast. God, there's a Japanese spider crab. That thing is like ten meters wide, leg to leg. That's uh that's about ten yards for you for you folks. The crab with the knife. Yeah, it's a terrifying yeah. image. I have also seen <laughs> that, that the scary. Silence brand yeah. uh, crab. That thing is terrifying because it's got lasers for eyes. Laser for eyes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so again, what were you going to say before uh, we started talking about crabs again? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I found uh, a quick source on a brief little uh, little Google Scholar search. There's a book called The, Deve the Developmental Psychopathology of Anxiety. Uh, oh, okay. So people have written books about this. On a quick little thing about their chapter on prevalence by age, it seems that uh, younger children have a, a more a more elevated chance of developing lifelong uh, anxiety disorders, whereas older children tend to have better outcomes statistically. Uh, but they are also recommending we need more research, and a lot of the research that they're citing is from the mid-90s. So if there's been a change since then, this wouldn't capture it. So there does seem to be some difference by age group, but uh, I can't find anything in five minutes. That's what I can do. Researcher powers, activate! <laughs> 
<laughs> well, when I was dealing with this stuff with my kids, because they were born two months early, and so they're uh, they were born developmentally delayed. Um, and they were eventually diagnosed on the autism spectrum. But when I was dealing with getting their IEPs set up and everything, you know, they do a full spectrum test to see about anxiety and all kinds of different stuff, even at a very young age. Uh, please help so they're looking the at, uh, you know, IEP? huh? Uh, what is an IEP, please? Sorry. How uh, about the an IEP is an individual education plan. It's something oh, we I have see. in the U.S. to deal with children who need more support in the education system. I think so we it's do for like similar here, yeah. Right. For people with, you know, kids with disabilities and learning stuff and different things. So like my kids, you know, ended up being on the autism spectrum is mostly what it's based off of. But there's a lot of, I mean, my kids that were, um, before they ended up in school, we had a year of going to see a child psychologist to help them with some of they're growing up stuff because they were delayed and you know they have anxiety based off of their developmental delays how it affected their life and the part where you can't get your body to do what you're, it's supposed to do like i mean I, people who've been injured really badly and have had to like relearn how to walk things like that there's a form of anxiety that comes from just that where you suddenly are not able to move the way that you were moving and yeah. you don't know if you're going to get back to that. And so mm -hmm. there's an anxiety that's related to that. Well, little kids, babies who are born, you know, developmentally delayed or with a disability who have difficulty moving can develop an anxiety based off of that. Um, when I have my full-blown anxiety, I can't move. I can't think. I can't do anything. I'm actually paralyzed until it's over. It's kind of it's kind of like a seizure, but not a seizure. You know, I mean, I literally try and then we. I just sit there and let it pass. And again, stay completely out of um, off of social media because I will say things. Um, wrong or not what I meant to be and so I'll sit there and lay there and just like let it pass let it pass bye Kira it looks like she hit her boyfriend oh, came Kira's. home yep oh. yep Kira's gone. Kira's boyfriend arrived so they need to they urgently urgently need each other to play a game of Scrabble <laughs> That's what so I, I can't imagine what yeah. else they would be doing can you I'm not talking about it Okay. Me neither. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to an anxiety. They're playing <laughs> so chess, what... clearly. Yeah, chess, right. All right. So we talked about anxiety. We talked about bullying. We talked about um, depression. What else can we say to people that you're not alone on a certain topic so that way they feel like they're, you know, they're part of, they're not alone. They're not by themselves. Less common now, but in the things that you enjoy spending time doing to be a little less serious about it. But if you're the only person you know who likes something, that's a bit isolating. Yeah. And it used to be a lot worse because, you know, I, I grew up when being called a nerd was like a proper insult. And now there's just no such thing as nerds because everybody watches the comic book movies now. Well, it's everybody actually a plays compliment. D &D. I, th I th have always been like, you it's know what? It's become a compliment. I think it's become a compliment. I think it's been a kind of a descriptor. 
of like, I think we took it back. I think we nerds, we took the word and we were like, it's ours now. Well, um, I don't know if anybody noticed, but the nerds are taking over the world. Oh, no. The, the, we took we over like a while all ago. All this technology. Yep. We done yeah. took over a while ago. You're only just starting to notice. <laughs> we yeah. started with the crabs. Oh, geez. We started with the, <laughs> the robot crabs. Tiny microchips <laughs> in every crab. <laughs> it started with the robot crabs. <laughs> no, we don't have too many of those yet. That's project three. Project three. That's phase three. Project three. Yeah, phase two. <laughs> phase two, we steal all the underpants. I don't understand why we're doing that one, but I I kind of I'm on board with the robot crabs. I I I I, I, horror, I horror the day that she started talking about crabs. Now look at where we're still we're like what going into hour two and still talking and revamping the crab conversation. Oh, that's what we're calling an insistent gag and a rehash back. And I'm very good at both of those. So I can tell. Bring it, bring, it, bring it, actual comedian who's coming on the show next in several weeks. I'm gonna see you at WrestleMania. I mean, on the podcast in several weeks. <laughs> WrestleMania podcast. I'm gonna take you down. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna set up a cage in my house, and you're not gonna be here, but it'll it'll be set up, and I'll probably jump off of it and risk hurting my. I, you know, I probably won't. I probably won't do that actually, but we will be here. Look, we'll all have, I have a laugh to say, off. All I have to say is a broken heel bone or a broken leg is not an excuse for missing out on the podcast. Right. You don't need legs for walking. <laughs> you don't need legs for talking. <laughs> the gods were good enough to grant me a spare. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know, we could talk more about coping. There you go. Coping. There you go. Because coping, like, there's a lot. Honestly, there are so many ways to find a way to, like, cope with whatever is going on in your head there really is there's a ton of different ways it's mostly like you have to give yourself permission to do the thing that might make you feel better that's right. a component the part where it's the starting part it's like a lot of people have lots of things they could do but it's like oh i don't have the motivation well sometimes the motivation is just giving yourself permission Best advice I ever got on that was if you got to wait around for being motivated. I mean, if you're feeling motivated, that's great. But you got to be able to do stuff while you're not feeling motivated because it's not going to happen all the time. True. You have to teach yourself to act when you're not motivated. I can just do. Yeah. And what I find a lot is that once I'm starting to do stuff, I'm OK. I'll just continue it. So I heard about this thing where they're where they tried to get uh, particularly obese people into the habit of exercising. And they say, can you walk for like two minutes? They go, yeah, all right. So go for a two minute walk. And once you're walking, you're like, well, okay, I'm here now. And going back home after two minutes seems a little anticlimactic. So I guess I'll keep walking. See, so they, they find that people end up walking for rather a lot longer. Mm -hmm. So they get into that habit of doing more and more exercise. So I, I like to think like that in my own taking care of my own headway. I'm feeling yeah. weird today. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something for two minutes. I can do two minutes of anything. 
Okay, I could do two minutes of most things. Okay, I can do two minutes of like half of all things. God, there's a lot of things. I just rem I just started thinking about what things there could be, and I'm like, I'm I'm actually not sure I can do most of those things. Go to space? No, can't do that one. Insert microchips into crabs? No, can't do that one. They already all have them. <laughs> Well, what my thing is how I cope with, well, uh, there's, there's times that I go back in my head and thinking no one really cares about me. That's my mental thing. That's where I have to come out of my own thought and say, yes, people do care about you. Knock it off. And I will, no one cares. If I do anything, no one's going to miss me. That's a you know, bad that, one. That's a really that one bad one. That one is very dangerous. That that's one is yes. very, very, very dangerous. And I don't think that you're alone in like, the people yeah. who deal with that one. I think a lot of us deal with that one. I deal with that on a daily basis. And then I go to ask people, I need a hug on Facebook or something. And people will hug me. Hug mm -hmm. People will hug me. And I'm like, okay, see? See, brain? You're wrong. People do care about me. <laughs> when prompted, I have like dozens of people who will type the word hug at me on, on command. If that's uh, not love, I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah. So, I have such yeah. embarrassingly positive self-talk that I've learned how to do. I will look at myself in the mirror and be like, you're a good person. People enjoy your company. I'm not convinced by this when I'm saying it. That's why I'm saying it to myself. At one point, I did actually send this stuff to somebody without meaning to. My phone interpreted something that I said as, okay, Google. I did mm. not say this. But it ended up sending it to my friend who, who sent a message back going like, I also think you're kind of great. And I'm like, oh man, that's a keeper. I'm keeping this friend. They get to <laughs> you stick get to around. Stay. You can I stay. Think, I think I think that was me, Paul. <laughs> I think I remember that. I think I remember that one. I think uh, it was me. No, the one I'm thinking about wasn't you, but we had a similar thing where I think yeah. I was just like, I'm awesome. And you were like, Yeah, you are. And I'm like, oh, I should I didn't mean to send that, but okay, thank you. <laughs> I just needed to type it somewhere so that it got out of my brain and into a text and I could be like, yeah, I can, I can cause myself to believe that temporarily. And then the more, it, and uh, you know, turns out if you do something temporarily enough, it turns into all the timeness. Right, right. You put that on a cushion. You well, do something I think temporarily enough. Yeah, it becomes a habit. You know, if you do some certain amount of times, it becomes a habit. That's how so. we all learn to brush our teeth. Yeah, and I think... You know, that kind of circles around one of the things I brought up earlier in the conversation where I, I'm very choosy about what I'll receive. Like, you know, being picky. You, if you know you're going into a situation, for instance, like on the Facebook or whatever, or even in a social situation, with people who maybe are bullies, maybe they're verbally abusive and they tend to do that kind of stuff and they can't really help it. You know, it's just part of who they are, right? Choosing yeah. whether or not you're going to take it, whether you're going to receive that. Like, you have the power to not receive negativity. You have the power to put up a wall and just pretend it didn't happen. There's an interesting psychology that happens, though, to the person, to the bully when you do that. And it's almost like... You just drop a bucket of cold water on them or something because they don't get what they want out of you 
from their actions. They don't get to see you get upset. They don't get to see you cry. They don't get to, they don't get anything because it didn't go anywhere. It didn't land. It's like they shot an arrow and they totally missed the mark. Right. Mm -hmm. What are they going to do with that? Like, are they going to go pick that negative energy back up that they threw out there? Are they, no, it just like fizzles into nothing. It, It doesn't do anything. So, or they'll just block block you and tell people all of how the negative stuff right, about you too. But it, yeah. Right, but all they're doing is perpetuating their own yeah. image of being right. a bully. Yeah, they are just making themselves look like a bully, and they're not hurting the person that they're intending to hurt because they can't actually get that person. Like they can't actually get to them, and it's like a valuable coping skill. Like it's something that you know. I'm I'm just going to say straight up, it's very valuable. It's useful. Mm-hmm. It's useful yeah. to be able to say I'm not receiving that. You know? Right. Yeah, I hear you. Haters going to hate. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So we write songs about them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing better than you're doing you. Uh, lately, I'm actually in class is for communication, and I'm actually taking all the experience I have done in the past and putting it into an essay and learning a few things. Oh, I could have done this different, but I don't know that back then, but now I do. How can I uh, learn from this? So if, if those bullies can actually take a step back and look at themselves, which some of them don't, uh, they may actually grow into better people and change, but they have to make that change for themselves. Maybe. I you think know? there's just some people who are going to be like that. And yeah. like, to what extent is their behavior my issue? Yeah. Right. If they're going to make it my issue, fine. I'll deal with that to the point where of like, okay, you're not on my group. I'm, I'm agreeing with the idea of like, okay, there's some types of uh, Facebook group. You just don't let people be negative on there. And if yeah. it's my page, you don't get to come onto my website and post whatever you want. It's my website. You have no yeah. reasonable expectation that anybody should listen to you here. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a, there's a point at which toxicity online is not a new thing. Because as you say, it's bullying is a, is an old problem. And at a certain point, you only shame it out socially. I think there's there's sort of limited ways to shame people for bullying online. Because half the time, it's a bot account. Anyway, it's a guy who yeah. made a robot that's an insult bot. And they just sort of <laughs> let it run. Have you not right. seen the insult bot? Some of them are hilarious because they have like really awful, awful insults. And you're like half convinced it's a comedian who's written this thing. Well, I, I personally, I think everybody, if you have a page that you run, then you have the right to censor as much as you like. So if somebody posts something on there that you don't want to have on your page, you just take it off. It doesn't matter. You, it's, it's your page. Even. It's your website. You can censor as much as you like. You're not a government entity. You're an individual, a person, and you can censor as much as you like. So if you someone posts up there and gets in your face about something, you can just delete that. Other yep. folks are not entitled to to hosting stuff on your website. No. The comments section doesn't mean that you, you know, I, I, I think there's... It's not necessarily free speech on my page. Eh. It's my speech. It's my page. 
Mm-hmm. You can. Mm-hmm. My answer a lot of the times is nobody's going to stop you from making a website if that's what you want to write, but you're not going to write it in the comments section of mine, please. Yep. So yep. there, there's a point at which that's the case too. Mm-hmm. But it is hurtful when people show up on a page, and even requiring moderation is exhausting. It is. It I does, think it is. It does sometimes feel like you need a team of moderators just to prevent awful. A friend of mine is uh, is a streamer, and uh, he plays games on a stream where he invites like the whole stream into the game, and that has backfired a number of times. Because there's people who just get onto people's uh, streams and try to get them banned mm-hmm. by like, oh. if it's a drawing game, they you got three guesses what they will draw, right? They'll draw awful, awful things. So at this point, he's like, listen, if I have seen your username a bunch, if you have been here a while, if you've been a subscriber of mine and you're like paying me money to, to be a performing monkey for you, then great. I will invite you onto the stream. The moment you do anything awful, you're not you're not coming back. You tried to get me fired. Why would I put up with you? So yeah, anybody online dealing with that, you're not alone. Everybody deals with it. And there's no solution unless you want to get rid of comments section, which I approve of, except for our chat, because you guys are lovely. Well, I'm just going to say that I'm with Kira on the, you know, putting a stop to bullying things so if i'm on here and somebody writes something really nasty towards me i can't guarantee that i will be verbally kind yeah same here i'm a mirror and i'm kind of one of those mirrors that like you know can respond with more than was given to me so i'm kind of a risky mirror i get you i think our chat is fine we got yeah oh no no i'm just saying like angelo Yeah, you know, and and I love everybody that's been watching everything. It's great. I think that it's important that, like, as a community, you know, you have to decide what you're going to tolerate. So, yeah. Is that an issue at at music venues and whatnot as well? Or do you, in your work, you're sort of more of a music performer, I think we established last time we spoke. Um... Is there like so Kira kind of touched well? on this a little bit. There is, you know, with every kind of industry, there are elements of people that are just negative. And in the entertainment industry, it, it there's been an underground kind of so- social structure that does support that sort of stuff i don't think it's really all that tolerated anymore there's been a lot of work with some really big bands and stuff to not have people behave in a manner where they're undermining each other there's been a lot of work for to have like a family opinion and a family atmosphere with how we deal with other performers at shows but it occurs it's not gone by any means um I deal with the same way the way I deal with anything. If I'm at a venue and someone says something messed up to me, I will turn it around on them in a manner that makes them feel bad because they tried to make me feel bad because yeah. I'm a mirror. So it's a risky thing. It hardly ever happens because I have a reputation of not really like being all that fun to bully. Because I also will do the thing where I didn't hear you. 
I didn't notice that you were there. You're like mm. a ghost. You don't exist, right? Because you decided to be negative. I think what or, I'm getting Or, I mean, I could, ahead. like, you know, hear a story about someone talking stuff. Someone comes up to me and says, like, I heard so-and-so say blah de blah de blah blah And I will correct them. And then I'll leave them with a question. Like, well, how do you feel about knowing somebody would, like, go out of their way to say all that kind of weird stuff? That why would they bother with that? I mean, what's their motivation? You know what I mean? And it usually what it does is the bullies always end up looking like bullies because like that's what they are. So yeah. they always end up looking that way. I mean, it's all a matter of do I get mad? No. I just get crafty. I get hurt. I'm like, oh, you're you're that kind of people, really? I thought I I mean I always look great. I always look good. Look look good for people, always do. And when I when people show me their true color, I'm like, really, really? That's I guess I've ha I've had it happen so much because I grew up in entertainment. Mm. I was a ballet dancer when I was five. It's that can be pretty catty. It's a very judgmental. Surely nobody, is, surely nobody is being toxic to the five-year-old. Um, You know, the atmosphere in ballet is very judgmental when it comes to your body and mm -hmm. how you execute things. Huh. So there are elements of that. There's a, actually a movie, I believe. I have no idea. About really? that part of ballet where they, they kind of explore the part where you get the mean girls thing kind of going on. Mm. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say that I've had instances in my entire life where somebody, you know, it only takes one person. You can have a score of 150 yeah. people, but that one person who decides they don't like <laughs> you, so they're going to steal your shoe. So you can't do your, you can't go on stage because yeah. you're missing your shoe kind of crap. It happens trust me and i'm sure kira's dealt with it it sounds like she has so like to me it, you you know it's part of the industry but i've also had weird stuff like that happen in other jobs that i've been in yeah. okay I so you know it's not isolated there's just always going to be an element of people who are going to do that so yeah. we reckon this isn't an internet problem this is a this is a this cultural is just problem. people 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 yeah this people. is just people Honestly. I mean, I, yeah, I performed. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm a different kind of performer. I'm a, I'm a performer um, with a super geekly for the past. And I know that um, I looked up to people because I never did this kind of thing before. And I'm not calling anybody out. Everyone is in there is fantastic. The whole entire crew. But there are some people in there that um, may not have been really great. And I want to look up to them. And I wanted to learn from them. But I just got the vibe that you just don't go near them because they're mean or they don't know how to let people or something like that and so it's um you got to sit back and, and look at people and watch people and see how they are going to or do and just like okay just figure it out on your own you know so yeah i mean there's times you'll have people who are really good and will like mm -hmm. let you know about yeah people. we have in our you know music society online there are times when we have to call someone out for inappropriate behavior mm -hmm. for, you know, violating people. And there's been times where they get called out and it's like everybody finds out, you know, that they do the, what they do. You right. Know? But that that is a part It's kind of a different thing, I think, in our society 
where there's more of this going on, it, you know, um, especially the last couple of years, it seems like there's more of this where people want to stand up and say, no, you can't go around bullying people. You can't go do this. You can't do that. So like there's been times where we've had, you know, someone post something and some people start bullying and like 50 of their friends get on there and push them off the yeah. page. They, they actually like leave the page. They don't get kicked off. They like leave, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and we yeah. had that whole thing where a whole bunch of people were going up, getting off of Facebook, moving over to parlor. A lot of those people were like, you know, that cyber bullies. Parley was actually pretty good before they all moved on to it. And I was like, dang it. Now I can't use this anymore. They're all here. Sorry about that. I, I'm the victim. I'm the main victim of this. You understand? <laughs> I don't Me. know what to say. I'm the one harmed by everything, all the time. Everything revolves around it. Don't you know? It's because Facebook doesn't. We don't tolerate it anymore. <laughs> right? We don't. <laughs> and not. that's one of the reasons why I don't want to stream this show on Facebook because who knows who's going to come on there and start trolling things and doing things they're not supposed to be doing and they know they're not supposed to. And I just don't want to tolerate that kind of stuff. So, if you like the show, want to watch it, be a part of it, I'm on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. That's it. Is it break time? Almost. Yeah. Almost. That's, Let's take our, our last break and then we'll come back. And I got segments I want to do because I got music news since last week. Ah. <laughs> I gotta do I gotta do it. Segments. Got it? Segments. Segments. All right. It's it, it's very simple. It's slow. Here we go. And all right. So let me get off get rid of this right here. Okay. All right. So we want to thank Green River and KGRG. Uh, without them, let's talk about the music and LTA Team Media Network would not be able to reboot as we are right now. And also thanks to every one of you guys for sending me recommendations for our scholarships. You know who you are. I would not be able to do this without you guys as well. And Kent Keller, Ramshaw Records, and Papa Sash for donating for two years for uh, keeping LTATM together. If it uh, wasn't for them, I will have to rebuild the whole, whole station together. So I want to thank you guys for donating. If you guys want to donate, we do have a donation tab on our website. Go to LTATM.com or let's talk about music.com. We have a buy me a coffee and Twitter and uh, not Twitter, uh, uh, PayPal for you to donate to us. Okay. Uh, again, every Friday we are live on YouTube. Uh, Twitter and Twitch. Look for LTATM.com or Let's Talk About the Music or LTMedia.com, whatever. Just, just go to the website. It's easier. And uh, we are working on putting on the show on uh, LTAD Media Network. I am working on that bugs as we speak. So there you go. Alrighty. And I'm done. <laughs> I guess my takeaway from the episode so far has been that uh, there are for all of the negatives that social media are supposed to have brought to everything, especially the internet, there are people doing positive things and using it for good, like making these groups that are full of people helping one another and letting each other know, Hey, you're not alone. And also these other people are awful. These other people are awful. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that eventually, you know, there's always going to be an element of that in, in society, but I think that, like, you know, 
it's not really something that is encouraged, you know? So, well, especially when I talk to the younger guys, their answer a lot of the time is no, you don't let that person onto your page. You block them. Why would Mm -hmm. you not block them? What possible thing are you expecting that they're going to contribute to your page after they got on there and called people names? Right. Right. We don't want that person in our group. It's our group. We get to decide. Right. Right. And it's okay to let people leave. Yeah. yeah. You don't it's have also to. It's okay to tell people, hey, dude, don't be here, please. Right. You know. You came you into my restaurant don't... and made a scene. I get to tell you to leave my restaurant. Right. Mm-hmm. So... That's been my takeaway so far. I'm glad that the internet is being used for good once again. Yeah, yeah I think it has to be good because if not... Uh, then bad things continue happening and we're not going to be able to get past all this stuff. And that was needs to happen too. I mean... It's ultimately, it's just a tool that we use to talk to one another. And that also helps awful people who want to talk to other awful people. Right, right. Well, all I right. mean, you know, there's it's always going to be there. You're never going to have, like, the entire world covered by people that are lawful good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's not oh, going to happen. Alignment. Another D&D player low-key. Yes. <laughs> you find yourself at a tavern. What do you do? The barmaid is my... unusually lusty today. No, by which I, I mean she's holding a knife and, and you definitely throw it on the ground shouldn't. and I disappear. <laughs> Roll. Initiative. Ding. I don't know where I roll. Oh, you don't have any dice. I have a D20 right here. Don't worry about it. Yeah, here we go. Uh, You rolled a 10. (laughs) That's exactly half. I'm going to say the barmaid notices you but does not care. That's because the barmaid and I are girlfriends. yeah. Yeah. You've been together for several years. And she's cool. She's fine. She's holding a knife for some reason. It's she not part of her job. She just, she just has one. That's... <laughs> Nobody She's really questions stupid. it anymore. She just has it. <laughs> she goes to the bank like that, and people are like, oh, hi, Jen. This is yep. a fantasy world, including a lady named Jen who works at a bar and holds a knife all the There's time. There's always a lady named Jen. There has to be. Yeah. If there's not, then you need to make one up, man. Jeez. L.A. Dean decent high school. So, wow. You approach the docks. Roll initiative. There are 20 million crabs. <laughs> you must fight the crabs. Oh, God. Have you All right. Everybody got some boiling water. <laughs> Have you today? No, but I got some music news for a battle volcano that turns 41 this year, this week. I cast Mordenkainen's gigantic isn't boiling that, pot. It, isn't that our volcano? It is. Yeah. Mount yeah. Mount St. Helens erupted. We have a, a volcano. A, a, yeah. We have two. We have a lot of volcanoes over here we in Washington have, State. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have Mount Baker. Mount Rainier. Uh, Rainier. Helens. Um, where, uh, who else? Baker. Um there's another one too we have around here, but uh, 41 years ago to, on on the 18th of May, 1980, uh, Mount St. Helen erupted. I remember Is that it, day. 
Mm-hmm. I, um, I was seven. I was seven. Yep. I was old negative was I? I something. Know. We had just moved here from Colorado. So... I remember uh, my parents, which they're no longer around anymore. Uh, they always told me that the ash w- w- flew all through the states, cross country. Yep. People, st- people still have like jars for when the volcano erupted. Yep. Of course, it got dumped on here in Washington State, but uh, it did go all over the United States. I don't know if it got anywhere else besides the states, but I know it went everywhere. Yeah, and we had, you know, we had a good thick layer here. Over in Richland, we had a good thick layer. We had a good thick layer over here in Seattle. You know, it wasn't like a little layer. It was a good, like, four to eight inches of ash. Right. And I think I think I lived in California when this happened, too. I'm not sure. Is there a California, Oklahoma? I moved around those two different states uh, all and off my whole entire life. So I could have been in California or I could have been in Oklahoma. I don't know, but I do I do know that we had ash. So I was seven. I remember yep. reading about Mount St. Helens. Like, so it was a gigantic explosion. Yeah, are, are yeah. Like no, it, oh, yeah. We had a pyroclastic, is... we had a pyroclastic thing happen with it. I'm not saying the entire name of that. Bonus points for the word pyroclastic. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Bonus <laughs> points. That's a great word. I love it. My half nerdiness. <laughs> you get like half, <laughs> half of the, like the scientific word. Oh, we will. Like, contrib- other half is like we will bring full <laughs> nerd. We just did a D and D joke together. Oh and no! It went well. Yeah, I don't think you're partial nerd. I think you're. Yeah, I think you get to claim full nerd. <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> Anyways, our yeah, plastic um, flow is probably what you're after. Yeah, I think that's it's- that's quite something. <laughs> So are there like cities nearby? Is there anything nearby there? Is it isolated? It, I don't it know took anything. Out, it took out. Because, um, yeah, there were a few towns like at the base. So it took out like at least one city. I can't remember. It, it took, took out. out it killed some people. There were people yeah. who like the, the um, scientists that were up on the mountain didn't make it. Um, yeah, no, I guess if you're right next to it, you're not going to, um, like it was, it was pretty nasty. I was on the other side of the state. So I was over in Richland when it happened, went into church, came out an hour later and there's ash everywhere. It was weird. Yeah. It was very, very strange. That must be quite the experience. Yeah. So I think I was six. I think some, but I think one of my friends actually flew a helicopter up there right before it erupted, and they could start seeing the camera of how everything was starting to go, and they're like, "Oh, we got to get out of here!" And so they took off before it actually did anything. But they had footage right before it was going went off. Yeah, they're the ones that got that footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- yeah. I mean, there's a movie on it. Oh yeah, there's a documentary oh, yeah, yeah. on it. Oh yeah. So add to I your would- list, there, Paul. I would be shocked if there is only one film about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I imagine there's a bunch of films about I've it. only I've only actually found one. Oh yeah. But it it you know this sort of stuff gets incorporated into like other movies. I guess that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um there we're going to start a love movies. story around there and then they're going to get killed by lava at the end. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Also, this this uh, week we this we celebrate we celebrate the life of Chris Cornell. He passed Chris away, Cornell. what three years ago? Two years ago? No, four years ago. Four years ago. 
And I remember it's like every time I turn around, a musician is dying. I don't know. I know. But this one was kind of heartful. Um, he hung, he uh, hung himself by suicide. And the medication for his anxiety, I was supposed to be on or trying to see if I wanted to be on it. But when he passed away because he's on this medicine, I said not to and just deal with my own anxiety without medicine. So, but there's a lot of conspiracy about uh, around his um, death. But uh, yeah, that's what cel we celebrated his life uh, this week. Have you heard the Nora Jones piano cover uh, that she performed after his death? No. It is extraordinarily touching because you start to realize this guy had chords, man. This guy, mm -hmm. would, it was sort of hidden a little bit behind the, the grungy production, which was the style and what we all love about uh, what we all love about the Soundgarden stuff. But particularly uh, Nora Jones' cover of Black Hole Sun live is extraordinarily touching. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. It was a beautiful tribute. It was he was an amazing musician, and it, it I mean bringing him up brings up this this thing that you know like um, entertainers in particular deal with a lot of anxiety, and they deal with a, a really specific kind of anxiety, which is around their performance. Yeah, it's everybody's form of it is different. We all have a different form of it, and our triggers are all very individual and the thing that we a lot of times we go for like the quick fix on dealing with something so that we can like work on our thing right so we're like oh you know i'm feeling very anxious so i'm gonna have a couple of drinks and i'm gonna like do this other drug or whatever or i'm gonna like go on a medication or whatever and so that i can do my thing without the remembering the part that the thing that we're doing already is a healing thing. Mm -hmm. The act of making music, the act of being on stage, the act of singing or dancing, that is a healing act. And I think what happens with performers a lot is that we forget that. We forget the part where we're healing ourselves while we're doing our thing. And we use stuff that keeps us from healing while we're doing our thing. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's like with Robin Williams, too. Oh, yeah. But this week, like, you know, amazing entertainers, people that make everyone feel so good. They are giving off all of that energy. And if we don't give it back as an audience then they don't get their thing. They don't mm -hmm. heal. And the thing is, like, with us moving so much of our society to a digital format, to, you know, performing in movies or videos and not, like, stage performance with a live audience, we are cutting off. We're cutting off part of the flow. We're, like, yeah. messing up the cycle in a way that is detrimental. And I think that it... I think that's one of the things that, like... You know, all these entertainers that have <clears throat> succumbed to their demons, you know, I think that's part of it is that the flow is wrong. There's not the right circulation going on. They're putting out too much. They're not receiving enough back in. They're using crutches instead of dealing with the demon. Nobody's giving them the time they need 
to deal with the demon in a safe space. Things, yeah. All these things come together and they circle and they like snowball into like a nasty mess. And, and then they also like, you know, dealing with medications, like there's certain types of medications that are, we don't know the side effects on, you know, a lot of mental health medications need a lot more studies done because you're dealing with something that is a chemical that's being added to the body and it's not uh it doesn't cause the body to to generate new kip like the right thing okay so, sorry to cut you off shelly how many stories like this do we have because it occurs to me if we want to get through the stuff that you wanted to cover in your segment um, this, this, uh, we have like maybe two more things I want to talk about, but that's about it. But th we can still talk about this for a little bit longer. Okay. Beg your pardon. Sorry, just checking. Yeah, so I, I think part of what I'm coming around on is that as entertainers, we have to find a coping mechanism that isn't like substance based so much. Like, it, you know, we need to find a way to like deal with our stuff so that it doesn't build into something. Right. Because when we go, we affect people big time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People we've never met, people we don't even know exist. Chris Cornell doesn't know I exist. He doesn't know any of us exist. He never knew any of us existed. Yeah, we, we cried. We bawled. You know? Yeah. And understanding um, that. Yeah, I mean, I, call, I, I cried. And we, uh, during the original show... Uh, we had a certain topic we were going to talk and we snowballed it and we brought on the Shans to talk about Chris Cornell for three hours and what he meant to the music community, what he meant to Seattle, because without him, Nirvana and uh, there's another band, too, I can't think of their name, but Limp Bizkit, was it Limp Bizkit? No. I'll think of it later and I'll kill myself later. Or kick myself, kick myself in the butt later. Um, that they started the grunge area. They started the grunge here in Pearl Seattle. Jam. Pearl Jam, thank you. I don't know why. Is that Biscuit? I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, noted grunge band from the 90s, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I don't know where Limp Biscuit came from. But we, anyway. We understand the music. That's what we're here to talk about on this program. Is about so, the music. Right. And so they basically brought in the grunge era. And when they brought in the grunge era, it just bloomed Seattle to be this music center of the world where everyone had come to see come to Seattle and make their make their mark. How weird so, was that if you were in Seattle before that and you were like, wait, we're cool now? What? <laughs> right. Was that how I it was? In, I know nothing about Seattle. I don't know. I was, I was in Richland. I was in I, I was in Gig Harbor. Is, I assume it's not Seattle. I was in Gig Harbor when I found out Nirvana, Kurt Cobain passed away. So you that's names of places. And I'm like, should I, I find a map? I should find a yes, map. Yes, find a map and go Google Gig Harbor, Washington. That's where I lived for four years. Went to high okay, school there for four years. Gig Harbor. That's how that's I got the, into radio that's broadcasting. That's Harbor too. where they import all the gigs. <laughs> I wish. I wish. That would be great. <laughs> All right. Also, I want to talk about this last week, but didn't get a chance to. The Hall of Fame is coming out. Rock Hall of Fame is going to be a premiering in October. And there is one person that is not rock, does not go, actually two, 
is not part of the whole rockaholic fame. We have Jay-Z and L.A. Cool J, not rock. <laughs> Been nominated. We got Tina Turner, uh, Carl King, the Go-Go's, the ja Jay-Z, Jay the, yeah. the Foo Fighters. And um, so these are the people that's going to be in being inside the Rock uh, Hall of Fame, and it okay. starts in going to be in October. I'm going to try to get tickets, but they're too expensive. Maybe Pull next that year. Back down for a second. Who's in there now? So that's Tina Turner, Jay Z, and LL Cool J. I'm sorry, but what? Thank you. That's I mean, what I want to bring I up. Hear what you're saying. I'm looking at Kraftwerk and going, "What? Really? Rock and roll?" <laughs> yeah, I was. I mean, I have a bit of a question mark, but they're a little bit easier to handle than LL Cool J and Jay Z, who are not rock and roll. No. I mean, to be perfectly clear, I'm not sure a lot of Tina Turner or Carol King was strictly rock and roll either. Tina Turner is a queen of rock and roll. Um. Is well, they're she? foundational. Foundational yeah. for sure. Tina Turner and Carol King should have been in there years ago. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing. They should have been I'm in, like, going, I'm sorry, but how out of like, place we're talking, they should have been in inductees in like the 80s. They should have been, they should have been invited in in the 80s. Is the Rock and yeah. Roll Hall of Fame like a, who runs that? Is it like the labels or? I think it has a lot of label. Yeah, I think I have to do a lot of labels. Because it's based off of sales and other stuff. Okay. But right. I'm just saying, Tina Turner and Carol King should have been inductees in the 80s and the only thing that actually kept them out was the systemic racism that was happening it, that's actually been happening like i mean honestly if we were gonna you know this year they should be dealing with that because yeah. of everything <clears throat> with the rights and everything and, it, to be honest like they these ladies should have been inductees years ago I guess yeah. I think of Tina Turner as soul more than rock and roll, but I suppose you're not wrong either. She's foundational, though. She's yeah, coming she's out I, of the I foundation take your point. years. I'm saying yeah. uh, you have brought me around to your way of thinking. Foundational, I, I think you get. I think if I'm putting together a rock and roll hall of fame, you've convinced me that I'd add her to it. Yeah. So, but no, this is going to be... So Craft it's going to be on though. October October 30th, 2021 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I actually want to do a special show on this, but I don't know exactly what I want to do just yet. So it's an idea I wanted last yesterday, last week. So mm. if you guys have an idea what you guys want to do on that Friday before this, let me know, and I'll be happy to do it. Have you guys seen any of these acts live? No, I may want to see the Foo Fighters, mm. but I am always broke when they come to town. Uh, I have seen Foo Fighters. And How are they? Extraordinary. Uh, it Ooh. is like a. I saw them at Milton Keynes. Uh, years ago and it was a great concert because uh this was when was this 2011 it was ages ago but they were in town i saw them and uh, they put on like a mini festival almost right so they started the music the live music at around three o'clock in the afternoon right and their um their support acts were tame impala death cab for cutie and oh geez who was the third one I forget the third one, but it was awesome. Uh, so we had proper sets from some great bands to warm up for that. During their performance, it was like a four-hour show once they got onto stage. The sound was excellent, despite Milton Keynes Bowl being a not-great-sounding outdoor venue. But, you know, take it what you can. 
but they're very much a fan band, right? They are doing a lot of stuff for their audience and they know how to make an audience have a good time. So and I, they have I, a lot of money. Well, yeah, they, yeah so that too. it's an impressive production. It really is. They have so, a lot of money to hire a huge production team and all of the people needed. Yeah, I but just what I'm throw that out there. They, there's a lot of acts that have that much money and don't put in that kind of effort to be like, yeah, but what do the fans want, though? Right. Correct. But I tend to go to like local small bands. I honestly, I support like the people on my level. I um, agree. And that's what I do too. And I've seen some of them throw out like crazy stage shows on like these micro budgets that are just, you know. You can do a lot with not much if you're really being creative about it. I agree. I like uh, I like being able to hang out with a musician after because we're both drinking at the same bar because it's a bar show. And be like, hey, man, that was a great set. Thank you. And that's, that's the total interaction I want. Just to be like, yeah. thanks, mate. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, mate. That's also, here's my card. I'm a mix engineer. So. I may or may not have been mixing you tonight. All right, we got 10 minutes before the show ends. We got to go ahead and plug since she's not here. Uh, Kara Michelle is going to be at the Temple Theater. Uh, I forgot what she's day it was. She's going to be at the Temple Theater. Yes, when is she in November be at the 20th. Theater? November she's, 20th. Yep. And I'm going to buy tickets to go to it. So if you guys want to go, let me know. I think I want to try to. I had to ask her first, but I want to try to have a contest to, to win tickets to go see her, ticket, go see her show. So Ooh, I gotta ask her first. Hopefully that happens. That's a that's yeah. a big theater. That's like that's taking on a lot of like uh, that's a big that's yes. a big commitment. Like I'm looking at a picture of the theater. Man. It looks like a very pretty. It's a very pretty theater. That looks like such pretty. a cool theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Man, it is downtown. It is downtown Tacoma too, and it's a huge deal to get a concert here in this theater. I mean, seriously. Yeah, that's I mean that that's a big undertaking. I hope it goes really well. Me too. Um, awesome. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sure. tell all my friends, but they're all in London. And this is the uh, theater itself, so she has to fill all those seats. But look Come at how guys. comfy those seats look. Oh my gosh! Oh, I cannot so wait. Nice. I have never been. I lived here in Tacoma since fourteen, and I've never been in it till November twentieth. I'm going. It looks like a good theater, man. Mm-hmm. Jealous of you guys. I can't make it over there just for a concert. Why not? I'll buy a ticket. You just gotta buy, buy the plane ticket. <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna do what now? Because like I will if you're paying for that. But well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, you do it the other way around. I'll buy the show ticket. You buy the plane <laughs> ticket. And I'll be there. Right. I'll go wherever you want. Oh my goodness. Alrighty, so what's going to happen next Friday, next Friday's show? We do have a topic. It hit this morning. Uh, we're going to bring Circuit Silk. We're going to have um, everybody in the band, so the lead guitarist. So we have the drummer, James is the bassist, and I forgot the drummer's name, so I apologize. But they're going to come in. They're going to talk about new music and new direction for their music. That could be something you guys want to talk about. What is the new direction you guys want to go with everything? You know, what's your direction for one poor fall? One poor Paul. Uh, uh, oh, podcast. one poor Paul. I I am having so much difficulty getting people on the show because during the pandemic, everyone was like, "Yeah, of course I have time," and now right. they're all like, "Oh, not sure though." So right. the scheduling is suddenly a lot tighter. 
and then also so and also maybe same thing you have to do uh youtube uh, fatal butterfly what your direction gonna go so that could be something you're going to talk about next friday oh yeah my direction yeah i mean mm -hmm. i can say Oops. right now i have a show on may 29th at rumors where i'm doing my crazy solo tap yep, i'll be fusion. there and shells is yeah shells gonna be there and i think i'm crashing at your place that night <laughs> yep you are yep i'll have to ask you questions about what you want for breakfast um later on uh, <laughs> june june 4th is we're gonna have uh, billy campbell he's a comedian uh here in washington state and we're gonna be talking about com uh, comedians and music that's oh, his man, topic he even looks like a comedian now he i feel is really awesome. self-conscious he is so awesome and you're gonna be in stitches for two hours two hours you're gonna be on the show and we're gonna have a lots and lots of fun so get ready to get your funny funny bones ready to go and get your ready i mean he's 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 great he's awesome he's awesome in your opinion has... what is the funniest bone ah uh, the stomach i think the stomach is a bone According what? to, I okay. don't know, <laughs> crabs. <laughs> We're gonna go back to crabs. No, 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 no. I think you need to address this, that the fact that you appear to have is that bones an in your stomach. It is not bones. I don't know. Are, it's are you in fact? Are you in fact a beetle? Yes. No, I don't. Do know. you in fact possess an exoskeleton? Pro no. No. Okay. <laughs> No, honey, you don't have an exoskeleton. <laughs> I should, I should, you know, like a little shield, you, you know. You know those, you know that old song, the arm bones connected to the chest bone, the chest bones connected to the stomach bone, the stomach bones connected <laughs> to I the lung bone. I think he's making the song up. He, he is. I'm just making he up is. songs now. Yeah. The funny okay. bone is this bone, and it's this bone because when you hit this bone, it makes you but laugh. Yeah, but that, that bone is not over. funny. That the thing is that's that bone is not your it's not a funny bone. It's the reason why he said stomach, even though it's not a bone. It is it, you know, you use the stomach to laugh a lot more than the freaking spike, you know, bone. You make itself. a good point. It's not that, you, that you, you don't paying... use this bone to laugh. When you hit this bone on things, it makes you laugh. Not me. It makes me want to swear. You're telling me that you're not using your elbow to laugh because no. I feel like I've been doing it wrong. You are doing it wrong. <laughs> I mean, I mean, now I'm feeling very self-conscious about the way that I laugh. <laughs> You're right. I should use the stomach bone instead. I will do that going forward. <laughs> okay. All right. On that note, we got to go because I'm, well, oh my gosh, we got to go now. <laughs> I'm all right, my comedy. What? <laughs> okay, so one one more thing. What do we What before we take off in about four minutes? What do we take out out of the show? Go. Uh, take care of yourself and don't let your anxiety get to be a big snowball. Find ways I to think, deal with your things. Yes, I think we can agree. Big snowballs are the worst kind of snowball. Yeah. Right. I've and, taken uh, away from it that there's still good people on the internet doing cool stuff and that for all of the, hey, social media has done bad stuff, hey, there's also, hey, there's people on social media doing it to like connect to other human beings on a real positive emotional level and to take care of one another. 
So, you know, internet's kind of great too. Right. And what I take about what I take away with this show is just that we're not alone. We're struggling and keep at it. You'll get out of that bucket of crabs one by one. You'll get there. Believe in yourself. And no matter what you see or hear in the internet, just shine with love, smile, and be happy. And beware the crab. Don't worry. Be happy. Be happy. All right, guys. We're out of here. We'll see you guys next Friday in KGRG. We'll talk to you guys next Saturday. Bye. Bye now. Reboot sequence. Rebooting theme song by Spider in the Hall. Rebooting host, Pixie Shells in 10, 9, 8, 7. Rebooting, let's talk about the music. Is now complete. 3, 2, 1. Let's talk about that.